Hello, and welcome to Sense of Responsibility. I'm Alec Lindenauer, a certified financial planning professional, husband, and chief allowance officer to two daughters. I'm also the creator of the Sense of Responsibility tools and how-to instruction parents need to raise their children into financially literate, money-savvy adults, even if they don't know much about finance themselves. I'm Julie Franz, a chef entrepreneur at heart, wife and mother of two middle school children. I also curate the Sense of Responsibility community so parents have a forum to ask questions, share success stories, and discuss their journeys. As a financial newbie myself, I'm also cultivating our group support system to help carve out my own family's path toward financial literacy. Hey, core parents and caregivers. I'm looking forward to you all meeting a very good friend of mine today. Robbie Singer, he's not just a longtime friend. He's also like many of you successful with his career, a great home life, all around good person, but perhaps in the sense of responsibility sense of things, he's very similar in that he's just starting out this new journey to raise financially responsible children. Today, you're going to hear me introduce Robbie to Julie and to all of you as we talk about money and the role it played in his own development, what made him decide to take the allowance plunge, some of the wins and some of the challenges he's faced so far, and much more. So you know going in, at the time we recorded this episode, here's where Robbie was in the process. After he signed up for our first course, Starting Your Elementary Age Child on the Money Savvy Path, Robbie consumed all 27 instructional videos very rapidly. For you sci-fi fans, he basically reminded me of Neo in the original Matrix movies. He was very excited to start his two young daughters on the allowance program I teach in that course and then carry those lessons through the rest of the month to teach about spending, income, and credit. We recorded this episode just after he had his second new robust allowance day and a ton of experiences as a result. So he's brand new at this. I'm excited for you to hear his progress, but also about his challenges. So you know that this stuff, while it's not rocket science, there are some bumps in the road that can be overcome pretty easily with just a bit of guidance and patience. I hope you enjoy meeting Robbie as much as Julie did. Teach sensibly, everyone. Welcome, everybody, to our next podcast edition. Very excited for this one. Today, we have a very special guest, and I say special because he's a, a very good friend for many, many years, Robbie Singer. Robbie, welcome. Thank you. I love the word special uh, before my name, so I appreciate that. <laughs> and Julie, and again, special, and this is always fun to do with you. <laughs> Thanks for having me back, Alec. Great to see you guys. <laughs> Robbie, I've known you actually. We met in college and we've been good friends ever since. And I'm excited for you to meet Julie. This is the very first time. So, yep. why don't we just uh, why don't we start there? Why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Great. Anyway, uh, great to be here. It's been a cool experience. So, pretty happy to talk about it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I grew up in uh, in Miami, Florida. Um, kind of a average kind of uh, uh, bring it up. Uh, great, great family. Currently own uh, an artificial flower company. Do a lot of e-commerce related uh, distribution throughout uh, throughout the United States. And I have two little girls, an an eight year old and a, a ten year old, and a wife who have all kind of uh, jumped into this program. So it's uh, been a pretty cool experience so far. Excellent. So let's talk a little bit about when you were growing up, when you were a kid. So tell us about what was your first memory of money? That's a great question. Um, you know, my parents were uh, divorced when I was five years old. 
And there was definitely some thoughts around, hey, mom is leaving a, a family business and, you know, how are we going to figure out where we're going to live? And I remember there was some little thoughts uh, around that. I also remember other family members coming to help and sort of getting us in, in, into a place, you know, did, didn't grow up, uh, you know, wealthy to any degree. And I remember, you know, there was wanting things um, and, you know, there, there wasn't stuff all around all the time. I mean, we had to be thoughtful around what we were going to purchase and what we did and, and, and a mindset in my head, hmm, I'd love to have that different when I, you know, when I get older. So I do have some hmm. thoughts around that. You know, when I, when I was little, I definitely can remember those, that kind of thinking. But yeah, I mean, it was, I didn't, you know, n- never was hungry, never was cold, never, you never needed, you know, food or clothing right. type of thing. But, you know, we didn't, we didn't buy every new gadget that came out. And, you know, I remember, you know, wanting things, which I also kind of like think, hey, that was probably a good way to grow yeah. up. Right. You know, not getting everything you want is, um, I think, part of life. Um, and so, you know, I had a I had a, I had a good upbringing, but I also I also have memories of, um, you know, being there was cautiousness around what we spent and where we spent it. And were you involved in that conversation? Or did your parents like include you in those conversations about money or did you just kind of feel it and see it? Was not included, felt it and, and saw it. Yeah. I mean, not that they were closed down if we asked questions, but there wasn't an active conscious conversation, you know, around where we were, what we were trying to achieve and how I should think about things. And how would that compare to kind of the life that you guys have now and maybe, you know, the difference of the way your daughters are being raised in your household? So, you know, I try to have some element of my upbringing with them because I think there's some thoughts of, hey, you know, providing too much. I'm in a different position than I was, you know, growing up and we try to have fun and we like to do fun things. So, you know, we travel more and we do a lot of that kind of stuff. A challenge is, is getting my kids to recognize that that's special, right? And that not everybody gets to yeah. do that. And I think that's part of why I wanted to participate in this program, because we do do a lot more and they do get a lot more than I got when I was little. And, uh, you know, there's often not thought behind, you know, behind that, although we try to have a balance, you know, it's unbalanced compared to my upbringing. And there, you know, and, you know, we don't, I'll tell you a story, my, uh, my oldest daughter, uh, who's tons of fun, went on a, uh, went on a, like (laughs) a little birthday extravaganza, one of her friends had a birthday, and they went down to the Everglades, and it was a uh, airboat ride. It was kind of the one of the first times she went away in a group like that. And, you know, my wife Carla said, "Hey, I, you know, maybe we should have a little bit of money in her pocket in case something." So, I think she gave her twenty or thirty dollars. I don't remember exactly what it was. And so, when when she came back, you know, Carla was with the parents, and she's like, "Your daughter is a blast. We had such a good time." She goes, "We got off the airboat ride. The first thing she wanted to do was tip the driver ten dollars." Right. So she, <laughs> she won. That's 50% of what we gave her for the entire day. Right. Then she wanted to take the other $10 and buy everybody in the group a snack. She's a super giving, you know, fun person. And so she was nothing for herself. Clearly. Right. Nothing for herself, which I felt really <laughs> proud about. Right? right. On the other hand, when she offered the other $10 to buy stuff for everybody, she clearly didn't have enough money to buy snacks for everybody that was in that boat. Right. So that was also yeah. part of the trigger for this. Like they just don't understand, you know, the value of a dollar and how to kind of 
be thoughtful about that at this point of time. So I definitely want to get into where you are in the program in a few minutes, but to be clear, so this was before you actually started giving them yeah. allowance and talking yes. to them. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So did you get allowance as a kid? You know, very vague memory that maybe was like something we tried, but never really happened. You know, I don't think it, I, I don't okay. think there was a active regular program there. So what's the first time that you can really remember going out in the world and saying, okay, I need to learn about money. I need to manage myself financially yeah. or deal with finances for the first time. Yeah. So I, you know, I grew up in an interesting extended family, uh, immigrated uh, from Europe. Grandparents came over with pennies in their pocket, you know, to a destination where they didn't speak the language. It was this awe-inspiring story when I was little. And her brothers uh, actually came here first. It was the first brother that came here by himself, 16 years old, you know, had to figure out how to make his way. And he used to sleep on a bus instead of, I mean, sleep at work instead, instead of taking a bus ride home to save a nickel so that he can bring the next brother over. And that always really stuck with me in some kind of way. And they ended up really living the American dream. Those brothers developed a very successful business. My grandma wasn't a part of that, but they were always over for, for dinners and what have you. And so I had a very entrepreneurial spirit. I mean, those, those were my role models. For some reason, I kind of stuck to that. And um, I knew that's, I had this feeling, of, hey, that's where I wanted to go. So from a very young age in life, that's probably my I go back to the other question, that's probably my earliest memory of money, but mm. just not, not necessarily money itself, but just being inspired of what they were able to create and wanting to do something like that on my own. So Julie, actually, I remember Robbie on every Sunday, this is shortly after college, every Sunday he was selling uh, silk orchids here in Miami, Lincoln Road, farmer's market type environment. And now this, this thriving business all these years later. So Robbie, your grandparents would be proud. Yes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so let's get into sense of responsibility. Was that the impetus for starting that Everglades experience? Or you, I mean, you and I had talked about this. I told you a very long time ago, yeah. was at least a year or two ago, saying, hey, this is something I want to do. And you were like, oh, yeah, that's really interesting. But what was the impetus for you to say, okay, I want to do allowance. I want to do something. I want to make this part of our routine. Yeah, well, look, I mean, parenting is hard, right? It doesn't come with a rule book. And, you know, uh, having my thoughts of how I grew up and where I am in life and how I wanted my children to think about things, you know, how you interlace that into their lives is not a, you know, I, I didn't know how to do it. I really, I really didn't, you know, and, you know, I, we had a couple conversations. I was like, okay, let me know when it comes out. And then, then I had these couple of experiences where I was really happy that she was so gracious with what she had, but concerned about, you know, how she actually was dealing with that. And then, you know, I, I watched, you know, the first episode and I was like, wow, it's actually, it is an instruction manual to some degree, and it's a very practical program to put in place. So the more I thought about it, the more I had experiences with my kids, the more I understood what the program had to offer, the more I wanted to jump in and kind of start, start participating. So where are you now in the process? So you've had a couple of money Sundays, you one, two, three, there were some challenges there, but yeah. t tell everybody where you are now. Uh, so we've had two and we're kind of sort of just, uh, I believe just after the second, probably or, or, or about to have the third, I guess, if you will. And yeah, I mean, it's been cool. The kids are really excited about it. So it's not, uh, it's not, not a fun thing, right? It's something that they kind of enjoy, yeah. you know, in, enjoy doing. I don't know, I could go into the details around some of the, some of the conversations, but two, two and a half Monday Sundays into it. 
Okay. And so what are your house rules, Robbie? You know, how much do you give them? First of all, how much do you give them? And how did you decide on that yeah. number? Um, and then next, what are some of the rules around it? I wasn't going to recreate the wheel. I did very much, you know, apropos to what was suggested in, in, in the video. So we're doing twice their age, once a month, and trying to see if that, you know, is that too much or too little? Okay, so you're... Youngest is getting yeah. 16 yes. a week and your oldest is getting right. 20 a yeah. week. So uh, a month. medium a month. month. No, uh, a month. So they're getting 20, 20 a month and oh, 16 okay. a month. Gotcha. Do you have all four buckets going or did you just select uh, all four? All four. Some, yeah. All four. And do they have to put a little bit they into have each to, bucket? They have How to put a little they... bit in each bucket, right? We went by, by the rule book, as you guys said. I know there was some flexibility there, but. Uh, we didn't think it made sense to get creative. I'm with you. We did the same thing. We Well, we do their age every week. So they're getting – my kids are 11 and 13, so they get 11 a week and 13 a week, but we do okay. it by the month because there's no way I can keep up with doing yeah, anything I know. weekly. We're, yeah, we're, we're, um, we're, we're doing it by the month. <laughs> the only creativity much. is like we did not do the, the little pig. We went straight to the to the jars because uh, there was no way I was going right. to wait while my kids try to take the no. money out of the little pig every week. Yeah. <laughs> no, I tried the yeah. pig years ago and I yeah. failed miserably with that whole process within probably a couple weeks. It was what it was after one kind of like a paper cut uh, reaching in there. I said, it's not, not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. I've yeah. got the scars to prove <laughs> <There you> it. Go. <laughs> go, yeah. go for the jars unless you're really dealing with little ones and coins, no doubt. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we have um, treasure chests, Robbie. We have wooden oh, treasure cool. chests. It's nice. They fit in the spaces um, where we need yeah. them to fit, and uh, it works out well for us. So do you do the 10% then? They have to put 10% in each bucket as a minimum or do you have no a rule, rule around like that? They can put whatever they want in, okay. in any in, penny, just a penny. penny. Yeah, minimum. yeah. And, and so how is that going? How are they distributing so far? Uh, it's chaotic, right? So there's no uh, rhyme or reason. So set the table for us though. So are you doing it with the two of them together? Yes. Is it all four of you, your wife? You, all, it's, it's So all four of you at the table together? All four of us today, you okay. know, at the table. So one, like, hey, Good. it's a nice family moment, you know, that you get to have. It's pretty, you yeah. know, from that from that regard, it's, it's cool. But yeah, we have all, all four of us. We do one at a time. We make them count uh, what's in the investment jar. Right. Try to get them to calculate what ten percent is. Put that aside, and they put the investment money uh, uh, back back in there. Truly, we are following the formula. The formula. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, now Robbie, here's a question: Are you handing them the ten percent to go back into their allowance, or is that ten percent going back into the investment? So, jar? first of all, we have a little money box, right? So we make them count mm -hmm. their 10%. Once we say, hey, yes, you've you've calculated it correctly and we have to help them, but they they count their own money out of our, our, our you know mommy and daddy bank. That 10% that that they earn does not have to go back into the investment. It goes into the pool with their allowance that they get decided to distribute. Right. I yep, believe that exactly. was the rule. Right. We try to implement it properly. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I did it wrong for okay. many months, so yeah. that's why I'm asking. Yeah. <laughs> I want to make sure yeah. you're doing yeah. it right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I will share all of my uh, all of my failures to help you okay. succeed faster. Okay, so so now they have the two pools of money yeah. in front of them, and it's time for them to allocate how their first couple of uh, core days. How have they allocated? Yeah, you know, so we haven't done everything perfectly. Like we haven't picked what the charitable 
charitable donation is yet. You know, we've been trying to think about how to think about that. You know, I thought that they would put everything in the spend jar. They're not necessarily doing that, but they are. There's an eye on that, you know. So it was probably yeah. a little bit more heavy kind of there. I don't remember exactly, but they're, they're, they were sort of distributing evenly, maybe a little bit more, a little bit more in the spend jar. It's definitely interesting to watch the trends on that one and see kind of how that changes over yeah. the course of the month. Absolutely. Uh, are the months my um my kids are are very 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 different yeah. from one another and by now you know eight or nine months into it I'm definitely seeing a very consistent pattern but you know it, it took them yeah. it took them a little bit to get into their system so on on the second time we did it you know when we counted out the money and they weren't putting anything into the investment jar you know they didn't want to put more in there and I was like hey you know you got that extra dollar that didn't, I don't know if that's registering to them as like enough to be an incentive to put more in there. Right. It but will. it will, it will become like my daughter just realized the other day because she has $230 or something okay, in her investment right. jar now. And yeah, so she got lot. $23 right. on top of her allowance. And that, yeah. that really did make an impact on her. And now my son is so much that he's putting more than I think he should in investment and save. Because it's costing you too much money now with that 10% payment. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I'm like, no, don't put it in the investment. Yeah. Spend yeah. it. All right. So a couple of yeah. things I'm here. reminding him. I do want to give you both, you know, either a reminder or a preview that at some point you have to cut back that interest rate, right? The point of giving them yeah. so much is to get them excited, to get them to do it, to potentially, we'll call it, overfund that bucket, right? We want to teach them. We want them to accept the power of, of compounding. Yeah. With my kids, once they got to 500 in the investment bucket, I was like, mm, okay, now we're cutting that back to 5%. Mm -hmm. And then you know, did that for a while. And then ultimately, the goal as they got into middle school was, okay, now we're, we're transitioning you to real world. This is real world interest rates are paying you, you know, now we... 4% a year, 3% a year. Like, well, I don't like that. Well, yeah, that's why we have all these other investments. And so that's the natural progression that we're, we're all going for. So don't feel like, wait a minute, I'm giving them way, 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 you know, too much money yeah. here with, with that interest rate. And I also like to remind everybody that, you know, if you start to feel like that, wait, I'm, am I giving them too, too much money? We have to remember that some of that money goes to charity. Some of that goes to invest. It doesn't mean that they're all piling it into, into spend. Right, so, right, right. So that's okay. Yeah. So actually a question for the for the two of you, I guess on a scale of one to 10, right? How surprised were you initially and as time has gone on that your kids did not stuff as much in the spend as they possibly could? Because I think that's probably the general expectation. So Robbie, let's, we'll go to you Yeah, first. I was really surprised that it was just not all spend, but I think they were trying to have a practical mind about it. You know, they were like, oh, this is interesting. Um, I think they like the thought of giving, right? You know, going back to my daughter's, ex you know, example of what she did on the boat. So I think there was some alert to that. They did, they don't get the interest part yet, right? So, but they still put some in there. We try to explain it to them. Meaning they don't understand the power they of compounding don't. They yet. Don't. Yeah, yeah, we did for going back to the allowance rules. With the, our kids, they're not. It's not tied to a responsibility where they have to do something, right? We did it. Hey, we want right. to teach you about money, and there's four money principles here. So there's something that that, that kind of stuck, and maybe that's why they there was a little bit more of an even spread. I think I don't know, but yeah, it was surprising. They're not. There wasn't all you know all spent. Yeah, Julie, how about you? Well, you know my daughter. 
I do. <laughs> and she is all spend all the time. Um, she, Robbie, she is a uh, fashionista. Uh-huh. All she wants to yeah. do is shop all the time. And she likes expensive things. She likes Lululemon. Yeah. She likes Urban Outfitters. You know, she yeah. she likes the expensive stuff. So she is very predictable. It is 10% in each of the buckets and everything else to spend. Um, and then she's constantly through the week asking for more jobs. How can she make more money to go into her spend bucket? So with her, it is what it is. I, I'm not surprised. It's exactly what I would have predicted. What with John it is a little bit more surprising because he he does need quite a bit of money through the month and he wants to spend it on things throughout the month but yet when he's has all that money in front of him he really does distribute to save and to invest quite a bit like i said like more than i even think he should and i have to remind him like hey remember you're going to need to go to sky zone you're going to want to meet ball sub on wednesdays you're you know you go to the pool with your friends and so then he kind of pulls a little back so that is a little bit surprising to me, but just looking at the way that they are, like the kids that they are, yeah, you know, it, it makes sense. I remember the moment that my youngest learned, absorbed, understood compounding. Um, and I do talk about this in, you know, in that course and in, in the first course. And that moment was because we always did the allowance with them together. That, that core day was with them together. And my oldest was very judicious. It was a quarter, a quarter, a quarter, a quarter. It was always 25% across the board splitting the money. I don't know why that was just her nature. And my little one was putting, and she started very young. She was in kindergarten at the time. And it took about 18 months or so, something like that. But one day she realized how much more Grace was getting. And she was like, I want that much Mm -hmm. money. I was like, well, this is why. Look at, remember? And she was like, whoa. (laughs) And so since that day, she has been putting in much more into invest, and she's quite the investor. The the light bulb; those are like the coolest moments watching your kids when you see that light bulb go off. I think we just had that moment with John this past um, core day because I had given them each twenty five dollars to put into stocks, and so and then they put a little bit more in, so they each have fifty, twenty five in Amazon and twenty five in. Uh, Apple. And it it was over the course of a month that 50 became 55 or something like that. Like it it compounded by 10% very quickly. So I pulled it up for Cassidy and I said, this is what happens when you really invest it. Remember a month ago, we put this money in and she goes, well, that's only $5. That's not a lot. And I go, in a month? Yes, it is. It's 10%. Later that day, I showed the same exact thing to John and I said, look, it went up by $5 in one month. And he goes, well, let's take some of my invest cash and put it in there. I want it to grow that fast. And I said, well, if we take your, yeah, if we take your money out of your, if we take your cash and put it in here, I'm not paying you interest anymore on that money. You are getting real interest from the real, you know, investment. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's take $300 and put it in. So we did. And he went pretty big on Amazon. He asked my brother for some advice. And that was like, that was the winning moment when I was like, Okay, <laughs> this is what we were waiting for. Amazing. So it was exciting. Amazing. Yeah. All right, Robbie, tell tell us about some you know a light bulb moment or some win since we know she tried to give yeah. away her her twenty right, dollars right. on the to the airboat people. All right, now what about since? What tell us a, a an interesting story? There's definitely been a moment where hey, we were going to go to Starbucks, and I was like, okay, you know, what do you want to get there? And so, well, how much is that? You know, 
uh, I don't know. And I said, well, I think it's five or six dollars. Um, so we can go, but, you know, we'll, we'll use your spend money. Mm. Uh, never mind, daddy. I'm good. You know, we had we had, you know, a time or two of that, which are, which is cool. But I think our bigger problem is that for the most part, that's a huge it's, win. Wait, hold on. I would definitely want to hear about the challenge, but I see that as a yeah. huge win, right? I mean, I think that that's it, a huge it, it win. Is. It's just Good not job. like, you know, I don't think we're, 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 you know, there's two challenges. I'll tell you what we'll, we'll get into it. So one is us and one is them. What, yeah, what, okay, what, what, the what is that? Like the challenge with them is that they're always asking for candy. The majority of what they want is candy. And so I don't want to say, yes, go ahead, you know, and spend $20 on candy because they will eat it that day. Right. And so we're saying no to things where that's where they're going to feel the pressure because they'll spend all the money. And maybe we just let them do it once and kind of run through all the money and then they can't do it anymore. And then they have to suffer. But we haven't gotten ourselves to that clip. So that's probably our, our, our biggest okay. challenge is like, hey, we're still we're still little kids in candy mode for some reason and not wanting or asking for as many other things. What are your house rules right now about candy? Forget allowance, yeah. spending, anything like that. W- w- let's say you were in Walgreens yeah. and, and one of them said, I want some gummy bears. How would well, that Well, it depends go? if it's me or my wife, right? I am, uh, I'm, I'm more <laughs> of the candy police and, uh, you know, my wife also likes candy. So, but it's, uh, you know, I mean, Hey, they're kids. We'd like to, you know, and we want to enjoy life. So there's, I, I don't think we have a hard and fast rule, but you know, we're not going to wake up before breakfast and had anything in our stomach and go to a seven 11, get an icy. Right. So there's, I think we're just more a common sense kind of practicality. You just had a little piece of cake where no, we're not going to go buy a bunch of Skittles and eat, and, and eat that also. And, you know, they'll eat a piece of cake and say, Hey, I want to go get some yeah. Skittles. No, you can't go buy Skittles. And so that's been our probably our biggest challenge in regards to hey you know in order for them to feel the pressure we almost need to say yes until they throw up right and run out of money you know it's a it's a, it's a kind of the well, kind of the, I'm going to give you a different okay. I'm, I'm going to give you an alternative to the vomit appreciate that <laughs> so, so, okay good yeah. we went uh, not too long ago we went on vacation to Maine and now you know my kids are in going into ninth grade and going into seventh yeah. grade yet. We were still there, and when they they were like, "Ooh, these lollipops are very special. We don't get to get buy these." And I'm like, "You actually, we're both thankfully, my wife and I are the joint candy police. You know, we want them to enjoy. You know, same as you. So as it is now, whether they bought those lollipops or they're here and they, but you know, we're at Walgreens, whatever it is, all of the candy it goes into the candy jar in in the pantry, and at the appropriate time, whenever that is." Then it's like, oh, okay, now it's the time to eat candy. So I still let them buy whatever it is they want to buy. My house rules, you know, you heard me talk about it in the course, you know, there's no glitter, you know, and it's like, I don't want too much slime in the house. So there's there's a very, very few things. But if they want something like candy, which is not really against the rules, I will let them buy it, but I won't necessarily let them eat it. It's almost like mm. Halloween, right? When they come back from Halloween, they have this huge thing and they don't just eat the whole thing in three days. It goes into the into the pantry. And then if we're like, if, if it's dessert time and we're all eating dessert, then it's okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. You can have candy. Our Halloween candy magically disappears by the Wicked Witch in the morning, but it's a, yeah. <laughs> wow. Mine too. Yeah, yeah. Really? I pay my kids for their uh, candy and then I donate it, but they oh, they always choose idea. the cash yeah. over the candy. Well, Cassidy's half and All right, half. We're going to have to talk yeah, about that this we, Halloween, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the mm-hmm. paying for the buying it the works. candy. The candy jar is a great idea. That's really practical. <laughs> Alec, I need you in my pocket for these decisions when stuff comes up. Okay. 
the chair on my shoulder or something. But yeah. That- <laughs> well, this is what Julie does. Julie, her, you know, she's like the parent going through yeah. all of this. So it's like the, she's got the, you know, within the course, you know, you have also the message boards and put that stuff on there. I mean, like, you know, you can always call me, but put it up there and, and either Julie's going to tell you what's going yeah. on in her house or I'm going to tell you what's going on in my house. But absolutely, I would love anybody who's listening to this and doing the course, you know, by all means, put your challenges up there on the message boards in the community and, and we'll tackle them. But yeah, that would be no, my no, That's great because I think, like like I say, hey, I'm glad we had you know a couple of those eureka moments. But I feel we would have gotten further if they felt the strain a little bit more. The second thing is us. We're used to getting them things right, and 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 you know being their parent, going somewhere, doing stuff. You know, they want to go to the movies, like all these things that we want to do too because we love spending time with them and choosing when we should say you know, you buy versus we buy has been uh, probably our bigger, our bigger challenge. And I don't think we're putting enough on them to have them feel the strain, right? Because one, for a little kid, I don't think like $20 is a crazy amount of money for the month, and they're not spending it all, right? So I either reduce their allowance, or we got to change, you know, what their responsibility is. And we haven't found that that groove yet. So I think um, I think that takes a bit of time, Robbie, and you are you know pretty new. So I would just like yeah. give yourself some patience and grace, and know that that will come. I think you know for us, we it's say Starbucks for example. Cassidy would love to have Starbucks every day. I don't. If we're on a road trip and we're like we're getting Starbucks as a family, what does everyone want? Okay, we you know we buy that. But if she's like, hey, I want Starbucks today. Can you take me or can I walk there? It's like okay, that's when you're going to spend your own money because that's not something yeah. that like we need. I don't want it. I didn't offer it. Same thing with John. Yeah, like if we're all grabbing lunch and he wants a meatball sub, yeah. of course I'm going to buy him the meatball sub. Yeah. But if it's a Wednesday after school and I'm like, hey, I'll make you a grilled cheese or a quesadilla or a bagel. What do you want for a snack? And he says, I really want a meatball sub. It's like, you got to spend your own money. We're home. We have tons of food here. If that's your mm-hmm. deal, that's your deal. So that's I me mean, kind of how I manage that. But I'll also just tell you a, about something that happened yesterday. Um, Cassidy loves shopping and spending. And in the past, it was always like, well, can you buy me this? Can you buy me that? You know, right now she knows very clearly there's like certain things for school I will buy her. She needed a new pair of Birkenstock-ish shoes. I won't pay for Birkenstocks for her, but I'll buy her like some knockoffs. I had already told her. So yesterday we go shopping and she's looking at some things and looking at some things. She goes, shops around, and she found two things she wanted. They weren't part of what we had already discussed that I would buy. And she just marches right up to the counter. She hands them the stuff. She hands them the debit card and she buys it. She walks out with her bag. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) She didn't ask me for anything in the store because she knew. And then we go to another store. She sees some Birkenstocks. She says, mom, they have the shoes. They're only $30. And she didn't have to ask me, will you buy them? Will you not? We'd already talked about it. I grab them. I pay for them. And that's kind of how we went through the rest of the day. The only things I bought were those Birkenstocks and maybe, you know, actually that was it. I think that was literally the only thing that I bought for her and she bought herself four or five different little things. Mm. And there was just an understanding. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Like, this is what you buy. Yeah, yeah. This is what I buy. Really cool. It was awesome. A lot of times it really comes down to the want yeah. versus need. Like you really want to try and have them pay for, I'm, I'm not going to say everything that, that they want they should pay for, but 90% should be 
if they want it, they pay for it. If they need it, then that's you paying for it 100% of the time is, is basically the delineation. The exceptions to that would be certainly if you're all doing something together, like you don't all need to go bowling, but you, you, Robbie, or you, Carla, you know, the two of you want to take everybody bowling, that's a desire for you, then absolutely do that. But when you're at the bowling alley and they want to play the claw or they want to go to the arcade or whatever, if that's not something that you would normally do, you know, then I would say, oh, you use your money. Or if it's, if if you might ordinarily say, okay, look, here's a dollar and go enjoy and the rest is on you, then, hey, then that's you paying for, you know, 10% yeah. of what they want. So you don't, you want to try and train them to pay for what they yeah. want. So real life, how that, how that, you know, we've used that in, in our house is, Last year, Grace wanted the most stylish sneakers, right? And so, you know, if you're a sneakerhead, you can go anywhere from $100 yeah. to $1,000 for a pair of sneakers. What all the kids were wearing, and I, I wanted her to feel, you know, included. I didn't want her to wear the off-brand and be made fun of or, you know, anything like that. And But they were expensive. It was $100 for a pair of, it was the all-white um, Nike. I think they were the Nike flights. And I was like, so this is what everybody's wearing? She's like, yeah, yeah, totally. And I was like, okay, this is this is our baseline. But she found these super cool Air Jordans. It was like, you know, special design, black with gold stripe. And it was, and those were like 140. And I said, okay, I'll give you a choice. I was like, I am all in for the $100 sneakers, you know, because I want you to fit in. You have to pay the overage. If you want the super high profile extra design, that's, you need sneakers, but you want the special Air Jordans. That's on you. And she did it. That's how and we do it too. It. And it was it made a massive difference and she really appreciated the sneakers uh, and loved them and you know and all of that. Took care of them probably because she paid the extra, you know, the extra amount there. I I consciously understand the principles. I, I think we've been challenged more than I expected, thinking about that on a moment to moment, day day to day basis. So that's something that we gotta work on. Julie, how many months do you think it took until it became more second nature than not? I mean, I think I relate it to compounding interest, right? Like it's a little bit the first month, mm. a little more the second month, a little more the third month, where now the the um the wins I'm seeing are mm. compounded that much bigger. You know, they're like a day like yesterday just blew me away. I mean, it was amazing. But, you know, last month we weren't there. So I think every month that you keep going, you'll see bigger and bigger and bigger wins and milestones. So yeah, I mean, I think you're seeing a little bit right now and that's awesome. Um, But I would say the more you, you know, stick to your consistent conversations and your energy around it and like being really transparent or even talking to your kids like, hey, I'm having a struggle with this right now. Can we like figure this out together, right? You want the $100 and $140 shoes and I can pay a hundred. How should we come together? And like really including them you know, in the conversation and your wife as well. And I think you'll start to see those, those moments of understanding and enlightenment become bigger and bigger moments. Agreed. You know, in my house, my husband and I, we also still deal with some challenges of misalignment of like what we see as the allowance going towards or being about. And he's from the Midwest and he says, well, it should be about chores. They should be earning that allowance. And I'm saying, no, they should be doing chores because that's what you do in a family. And the money is to teach them how to spend money. And so we constantly kind of have to recalibrate and realign with our own, you know, backgrounds and values yeah. and what what our why is. So I think that conversation with yeah. Carla ongoing yeah. is really important yeah. too to make sure you two are aligned. Yeah. It 
made me think of, I had a conversation with Ashley, my wife, before, this was uh, before the holidays, I think last year. She started getting into the, you know, I want to buy this and I want to buy that and I want to buy that. And and I, naturally, right, this is more my gig and, you know, and teaching them about money. It's like, well, you know, what about this? Do they really need that? Do they, that's, do they want that? And she looked at me, she goes, no. It's like, listen, <laughs> she said, 11 months out of the year, like I'm not spoiling them and I get it. And this is important. Like we need to do this. This is for all the reasons that you believe that this is right. It's like, but come the holidays, I want to spoil them. That is my time mm-hmm. to spoil them. And there's nothing you're going to do about that's going to spoil them. I was like, you know what? Yeah. 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 Hell yeah, yeah. you're right. That's right. Okay. Totally. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Consistency with flexibility. Yeah. 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 I mean, and we have a very, very, we're, we are yeah. partners truly in, in life or joint decisions and all that. But it was like, yeah, you that made t- absolute total sense. I get it. So even though it's like, okay, you want them to handle all their wants, like, hey, there are times it was like, uh, you know, if I, I went on a road trip, but, you know, by myself, I was in in, uh, in Gainesville and I, I came back, I bought them t-shirts, you know, because daddy yeah. went out of town and that was a nice memory for me when my parents would go out of town. So th- those yeah. things right, happen. Right. But when, you know, now that your antenna is up, when you're out together, just try and keep that either 90% of the wants okay. are on that, right. yeah. you know, in a, in a general setting. Yeah. And Robbie, it's really cool too, when they get used to your, you know, cadence of allowance and they really do understand the value of a dollar and what $20 is, you might just hand them $20 randomly. Like, oh, you're going out with your friend. Here's a $20 bill. Yeah. And it's like, Uh, appreciation level. thank you, daddy. You know, before they, yeah, before they, they just kind of expected Mm -hmm. it or didn't really realize what $20 meant. And, and so when you do give it as a gift, it's, it's just so much more impactful okay. once you really get into the sense of responsibility kind of methodology month after cool. month. It's really remarkable. True. We have two more questions for you, Robbie. What has been the biggest surprise so far? You're only yeah. two months in. So what's the biggest surprise at this point? I think, you know, going back to what I just said, I think the biggest surprise is more us than them, right? Us having to struggle to really kind of think about what not to give them. Right. Um, so I didn't expect that. I thought the challenge would okay. be more on them than it is on us. Um, so that's probably uh, that's probably the biggest surprise. You know, some of the other things, too, it's like I like walking to Starbucks with my daughter. Right. It's the you know, it's time that we you know, we get together. And I was almost disappointed when she said, nah, you know, no, thank you, daddy. Right. Because somebody I was like, I want to go, you know, with you. So a um, little bit of that. But I think. uh <laughs> the weight of responsibility on us to really figure out the program and kind of stick to that program and have consistency. I don't want to call it a chore, but you got to retrain. You really have to retrain yourself. All right. And then the last question for you is what advice or words of wisdom would you give to somebody, another parent who is like, they haven't quite started allowance, but you know, they kind of know they should. And what, what words would you share with them? You know, Uh, you know, going back to the beginning, you know, parenting is hard and like having a rule book, it's like, you know, what a, what an amazing gift to have a course to train you on how to do this. Uh, I just feel like we have a whole new like weapon system as a, as parents to like raise good, you know, healthy, thoughtful children. So just start, you know, like as we're fumbled through it. So what, like, we're probably going to improve this, you know, even if it takes us eight months or a year, I think we're, we'll eventually get there as a family. So fumble through it. The other thing in the beginning, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, uh, 
crazy sometimes. And so I, I kept on rewinding the tape and trying to write the notes of, you know, what exactly, you know, so I think I probably should have given myself, you know, a little bit less pressure to do this perfect. But at the end of the day, you know, I was like, hey, I'm not going to recreate the wheel. I'm just going to kind of do whatever was kind of the best practice. Certainly you could kind of do whatever, you know, is right for your family. For us, it was just like, hey, let me, let's just start with, you know, what you guys did, right? And then if we need to make a change, we'll go from there. And that made it a little bit easier to kind of implement, right? Because we didn't have to think about too much. I just really needed to understand the rules and how to do it. I actually, I took a little bit of notes of, of, of each thing just so I, re- I remember how to kind of flow through it. And so that, that gave it a little bit of an easier start. So I know we're not totally there and I'm not getting like, I, I've seen some percolation of what's going to be a really cool experience. Um, I'm giving myself the freedom to take the time and not put too much pressure on my family to be perfect about it. And so, hey, that's how it is for us. You know, I think other people may jump in and, and, and be a lot more aggressive to the begin, you know, from, from the beginning. But I didn't want to drive my family nuts, right? Because I tend to do that, right, with these kind of things. So at least, hey, we're just, we're, you know, we're going to chug along like a little choo-choo train or turtle and we're going to get there and that, you know, just get started, right, kind of a thing. I think that those really are words of wisdom. And, and it's not, not the part where you said, hey, this course, da, da, da. it is just start. And it is be consistent and give yourself yeah. the flexibility. I, I agree with all of those because whether it's, look, I believe obviously wholeheartedly in this program and so the three of us do, but it is any program, it is start, it is get to it, it is get money in your in your kid's hand is really the most important thing. So I agree. Yeah. I'm still iterating my process every month. So I am totally with you. I think that was a great bit awesome. of advice for other parents. Thank you, Robbie. Robbie, thank you for doing this. It's much no, it appreciated. Great. It great. I mean, we're, we're having a lot of fun and I, look, I, I actually, you know, I'm, I'm doing this because I'm super appreciative of having the program in my hands and having a new set of tools. I feel like a better parent. So thank you. Oh, that's Thanks, awesome. Man. Thanks for saying that. Great that to, good hear. to hear. Well, keep us, keep yes. us in the loop, Robbie, of your progress and your wins and, you know, we're really excited uh, to awesome. see how this unfolds for your family. Will so do. make sure to yeah, to share absolutely. that with us. So to everybody out there, I would say, remember the resources. It's uh, The course is always available, of course, but also hit that little subscribe button on whatever you're listening to us now on, whatever the medium is, whether it's YouTube or Apple Podcasts, whatever it is. And in closing, as always, I'll say, teach sensibly, everybody.